Welcome to Strictly Anime, a podcast for anime reviews and discussions by casuals for casuals. My name is Courtney, and for this podcast episode, I am solo because we are talking about, for episode 18, my teen romantic comedy Snafu, season 3, part 2. And if you watched the last two podcast episodes on this series, you know that I watch this, I adore it, and I love it, but Carl doesn't watch it, so I'm going to be talking about it by myself. And that's okay, because I have a lot to say. Um, as always, there will be spoilers throughout the episode, so you've been warned. We are here. We have made it. The show has ended. It's over. And now there is a huge hole left in my heart. It's been an emotional ride. It's been an amazing ride. And the ship has sailed, okay? I'm not even going to hold back. I'm just going to get right into it. Yukino and Hachiman are official. The ship has sailed, they are canon, and that is all I wanted from the first episode of this show. We are here, people. Round of applause. We have made it. It's done. Before I dive into my general thoughts about each of the episodes, and we'll probably do this similar to the last episode where normally Carl has a nice synopsis with each of the episodes that we're covering, um, I just have too much to say, so I'm just going to kind of quickly run through it and share my thoughts um, for, for each of the episodes 6 through 12. Um, but yeah, my, my thoughts overall on this latter half of the season, it was interesting. Um, definitely satisfactory, definitely emotional, definitely exciting to watch, but a little heavy on the Yui content, and we'll get into that more. Um, but I think that's something that a lot of people felt when they were watching this, um, that they laid it on a little thick with Yui, especially in this latter half. Uh, I, I can see, you know, in the beginning, the, the first part, um, having more of the Yui moments because it wasn't super clear cut uh, until episode five, I think, uh, who Hachiman wanted to, to be with. But it just kept being the Yui show for such a long time. So that's something that, that irked me a little bit about this season and, and something that'll probably keep me from saying that it's like a perfect 10 out of 10 or whatever. Um, another thing that I was not too crazy about, I guess on the flip side, is the, the lack of Yukino moments. Um, there were definitely times that she felt like a side character or felt like she was forgotten along the way. Uh, maybe not so much by Hachiman, but just in general as an audience member. Uh, but she's a main character. I mean, she's one of the main three. I could see maybe putting Iroha to the side because she kind of joined the group halfway through the show. But I don't know, man. They, they kind of did Yukino dirty by not giving her enough moments. And I, I feel like there probably could have been a lot of great um, character development moments for her or, um, you know, moments of conflict between her and Hachiman or even her and Yui that we could have seen them kind of navigate because that's, that's the whole point of, of this show. The whole point of the story is how the three of um, the, the three of these service club members and the, these three best friends can navigate these tricky waters where there's pretty much a love triangle going on and, and all sorts of emotion. But with that said, I can't complain too much because, again, Yukino and Hachiman are official and I was on that Yukino train since day one. While we only had a couple of Yukino moments towards the end, they were everything. They were amazing. And I just, I was so full of like emotion and just so giddy with each of those things that happened in episode 11 and 12. And I, I'm thankful for it and I'm happy that it ended the way it did. So let's dive right into the um, general synopsis, we'll call it, of each of the episodes and my thoughts. So episode six, I believe we la last left off um, with the last podcast episode on episode five. I wasn't able to make it through the full half of the season, but starting off this, this episode with number six. So this episode starts off with Hachiman kind of putting together his plan for the dummy prom that he's going to do to kind of help push Yukino's prom, her official prom, to the forefront and get it approved. And Hachiman reaches out to Yui to ask her for her help to make his dummy prom 
you know, plan come to fruition. This and this episode had some moments where I think people were finally like, look, we know what's going on, but you, Hachiman, have got to start talking about it or have got to start admitting what's happening so that people can get on board. Um, even Totsuka, I believe, asked Hachiman what his intentions are. When Hachiman had g- gathered everybody, at, I think at that cafe, to ask them for their help, Totsuka was like, what's going on? I need to know your true intentions. And Hachiman is open, but he still has a hard time fully stating why he wants to do this. And that's, of course, a, re- a reoccurring theme because he isn't an open and honest person with anybody, sometimes not even with himself. So it's difficult for him to just come clean as to why he wants to do this. Also, it's probably awkward if you're like, hey, can you help me put together a dummy prom so that I can help the the love of my life win this, this contest that we're doing so that we can be together? It's just like a weird concept. So I get why he maybe didn't want to be totally for, you know, totally honest about his intentions but it's clear that everybody knows at this point and they're all kind of like okay we get it you can just you know you can stop with the facade i think towards the latter half of this episode or at the end of the episode uh hachiman and yui go to an internet cafe of some sort and they start to do some research on prom ideas so they can put together their their uh fake website and at one point towards the very end, Yui pretends to fall asleep and lays her head on Hachiman's shoulder. And it almost feels wrong and selfish that Yui is behaving this way, especially knowing that Yukino, her best friend, likes Hachiman and that he likes Yukino. It's just the whole thing didn't sit well with me. She even said that, you know, as she laid her head on his shoulder, that nothing really changed, meaning she had at least some hope that Hachiman would pick her instead, or at least react to the fact that, you know, Yui had her, her head on his shoulder. It just seems manipulative. And this is something that I've said before that I feel like sometimes Yui's intentions or her, her actions are very manipulative because she knows that Yukino is, it can kind of be a pushover sometimes and, and she's got a goal in mind and that's to be with Hachiman. I kind of get it, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know, it just, it feels so wrong. Like, how can you call someone your best friend knowing that you're kind of steamrolling over her, her chance to, to be with the person that she likes so that you can be with him? Especially when you know Yukido probably would never do that to Yui. So anyway, that, that part really struck a chord with me. I was like, I do not like this. Yui, come on, please just, just stop. I already have to watch a ton of you in this season. Please don't make it harder by being a bad friend. Episode 7 is where um, I think Hachiman gets additional help for the dummy prom. The two guys from the um, the gaming club, I think. And I, I don't know what his name is. Zai something. Um, the really obnoxious guy. He um, also comes to, to help with putting together the website and everything for the dummy prom. And then I think Yui and Hachiman go to that other high school and have that, you know, typical debate that they did before in season two. And then out of nowhere comes a rap battle, which is very interesting. And then towards the end of that episode, Hachiman and Yukino have a, a nice little chat and then Yui meets up with them. So I want to focus just on the last part of this episode. First and foremost, Hachiman and Yukino have more chemistry just sitting on that bench than Hachiman and Yui have with all of their interactions. He seems very stiff around Yui versus just so comfortable around Yukino. I mean, at this point, it's it's like night and day. We've gotten a ton of, of screen time of him and Yui and you see him kind of awkward all the time or just not really relaxed. And then in this short moment with Yukino, he just feels so natural. And again, their, their chemistry is amazing. It was also really sweet to see Yukino drinking a Maxis coffee because um, obviously that's Hachiman's favorite drink. And I think that was a sign that she still is thinking about him and, you know, even does a small thing like that because it, probably in the back of her head or in her subconscious, she realizes that he also likes to drink Max's coffee. So whether or not she intentionally picked it because of Hachiman, I think it's just, you know, that, that whole universe kind of saying, hey, you like this guy, just be together. Ugh. And while I was watching Hachiman and Yukino talking, um, which, by the way, which is really cute because the fact that Hachiman had to go talk to um, uh, Hayato, 
and then saw him in the distance, but chose to sit down next to Yukino instead because clearly that's that's what's more important to him. I thought it was really sweet. But just even watching the two of them on that bench, I just I got the sense that you know we really haven't seen Yukino in the show at all. Um, or at least we haven't seen the two of them interact in a while. And just in general, it's been such little Yukino screen time that I really cherished this one moment with the two of them on the bench. And I was like, this is great. I wish I had more of this. But then in comes Yui, because obviously she's looking for for Hachiman, who said he was going to go take care of something. And we get this moment where she feels very awkward, understandably so. But then she, she approaches them and tells Yukino that she's helping Hachiman with the prom. And so that confused me a little bit because I didn't quite get if she was saying, hey, I'm helping Hachiman win your contest that you two can be together because then you get to have your wish. Or if she's doing it again as a manipulative tactic in order to kind of say, hey, I'm still in this game. I still want to be with Hachiman. I don't know, just after the, the previous episode where she laid her head on, she being Yui, when she laid her head on Hachiman's shoulder, I just feel like the title of this episode is a little bit misleading because it's, it's like Yui will continue watching over them. It, it makes it sound like, oh, you know, she's accepted defeat and she wants them to be together and she'll just watch over them as a good friend. But then watching this scene and again, reflecting on the, the previous episode scene, I feel I start to take it more as she's watching over them as in she needs to kind of keep her eye on them because any time that they're going to get close, she's going to kind of interject and make sure that that doesn't happen. I don't know. Maybe I'm just really harsh on Yui, but I, I want to like her character. She seems like a really good person, but her, her, her choices when it comes to this love triangle just seem very odd. Like if I had a friend like that, I'd probably be like, what are you doing? And at the end of all of it too, once I once I like really had a moment to think about this episode and that particular scene, the bench scene, part of me was like, seems silly that the girls are choosing who gets to be with Hachiman and kind of doing this like passive aggressive battle maybe. Not even, because I wouldn't even say Yukino is trying to do anything passive aggressive, but just this weird dynamic between the two girls when Hachiman just kind of sits there and is like, it's all just happening to him. Um, you know, it's let him choose who he wants to be with, which clearly he's already chosen by this point, but I get it. For the sake of the show, we need to continue to have drama and a plot. Episode eight starts off with Hayato and Hachiman having a quick conversation where Hayato explains why he can't help Hachiman with the dummy prom. And then it feeds into um, everybody meeting with uh, I believe Yukino's mom and Haruno so that they can present their idea for the prom. And then it ends with Hachiman and Yukino meeting so that he can tell her that her prom has won and that it's all green light and it's a go. And that conversation ends with them going back and forth about who actually won their little contest. And then Hachiman insists that Yukino wins and so she makes her wish and it's for, or her request rather, and it's for Hachiman to grant Yui's wish. And the first thing I wrote in my notes is, what the fuck? What the fuck? I was like, are you serious? Oh my God. I just, I couldn't handle it. So let me, let me kind of go back in, in chronological order here. Um, I think early in the, earlier in the episode, um, Hachiman is taking pictures of um, some of the girls in Yui so that they can put stuff up for their website. And Ebina takes a moment to chat with Hachiman and basically tells him there's an easier way to do this. For example, confess. Just confess your feelings to Yukino instead of going through this whole roundabout way to get to where you want to be. And then more importantly, towards the end of the episode, Hachiman goes to the service club room to, again, let Yukino know about the, the decision on the prom. And one of the moments that I absolutely adore in this episode is when he opens the door, sees her in the window with with the window open and the the breeze kind of blowing her hair very gently. And they just give you this close up shot of like his eyes and they just get so wide with like adoration and, and just taking in her beauty. It was the cutest thing. I just couldn't get enough of that. The way he looked at her with such awe and amazement. It was such a look of true love. And I was just like, ugh, I need to replay this moment like a hundred times before this episode ends. <laughs> but then they have their conversation and then they 
they can't decide who wins the contest. And then Yukino's like, all right, well, now you have to go be with Yui because you said I won the contest and, and that's what I want. And I was like, what the hell, man? Are you kidding me? And then at the, the very end, as Yukino is closing the service club for, for good, which is crazy to see her actually, like, officially close and end the service club, you finally get her inner monologue, which is something that has been, like, non-existent this season, I feel like. Um, it was, you get a ton of inner monologue with Hachiman, a ton of it with Yui, but barely any of Yukino's inner monologue. And I'm like, again, she is a main character. We should be hearing just as much of her inner thoughts as the other two. Um, even Iroha, I feel like, got more of an inner monologue in episode five, I think, than, than Yukino has up until this point. And even then, her inner monologue in this moment was just a couple of lines just questioning, am I doing the right thing? I was like, oh, I, I feel like there's probably so much that that her inner monologue would lend to the story that we just missed out on. One of the things I do want to comment on, thinking back to the beginning of this episode, is when Hachiman calls his love for Yukino a man's pride when he's in this conversation with Hayato. And, and it's interesting because it's just like, it, it really is the best way that he can say love, at least in, it, at least in this moment and in this situation, when he's not good at speaking honestly. Um, first he said it was saving her. And then he's saying it's a man's pride. And then it, well, first he said it was saving her. Then he said it's responsibility. And then now he's saying it's a man's pride. So my, what I wrote here at this point of the season was that it'll be amazing when he finally musters the courage to say it's love. Um, I guess early spoilers. We don't quite get that moment by the end of the season. But, you know, in my head canon, I'm sure he does say it. And it's amazing when it happens. But like he told Haruno she and no one else are the ones he's going to say that word to. He's only going to say it to Yukino. And I think that's really important. Um, and, and in that conversation, too, that, that Yui and Hachiman have with Haruno, Haruno's right. Like, Hachiman is dependent on Yui to validate his bad choices. And Yui's using that for her satisfaction of Hachiman relying on her. It's not genuine. It's not love. It's, it's kind of just very self self-gratifying and, and it's not something that at the end of the day is going to to work and I just when in that conversation too I was like is, is some of this going over Yui's head like she obviously was very confused and didn't kind of get what was going on and she even asked Hachiman what Haruno meant by codependent like it seems like she either knows so she's she's trying to deny it or she's really not getting the full picture here um and it's just because of her, her spaciness and her not understanding what's going on, she just keeps trying for him, thinking that she, she has a chance. So, I don't know. That whole conversation with Haruno was very, very thought-provoking for me in, in terms of, like, where are we at in this show and, and what's going to happen in these last couple of episodes because I feel like there is nobody who's on the same wavelength. Nobody is on the same page at this point. And then we have episode nine, which, in my opinion, is the absolute worst episode of the season. I I was like, this is a garbage episode. It's just filler. It's filler that happens so late in the game, so late in the season, the final season. I'm like, this was a total throwaway. What happened in this episode could have easily been condensed into maybe half an episode. And then we could have had, I don't know, maybe the other half have some Yukino moments in it. I don't know. I just, maybe it was important and I couldn't really see the importance behind it. But to me... The only important thing that really happened in this episode was Hachiman's inner dialogue. So this is the episode, before I get too deep in this, this is the episode where Hachiman and Yui basically have like a, a pseudo date of some sort because he's trying to like fulfill her wish and he goes to her house and they bake stuff for Komachi and it's just super awkward the whole time. So anyway, his inner monologue to me where he says that he wished he could continue going on like this with Yui so he wouldn't have to face reality was so just like punch you in the gut type of moment like he doesn't want this it's so clear I mean we already knew that but he's making it very clear that he doesn't want this and he's scared that he has to now be in the situation where he's gonna have to like lead her on a little bit or give her some hope only to crush her spirit at the end by saying I'm not in love with you I'm in love with you you know and he recognizes that this is all fake it's a fantasy and he doesn't love her and it's 
all just because he wants to make Yukino happy by keeping his promise to her when he lost the contest. And honestly, that's that's really tough. I mean, I think there are certain times where I don't give Hachiman enough credit for kind of what he has to deal with being in this trio. Um, yeah, a lot of it is caused by his action or inaction, depending on the situation. But also, I mean, the girls have their own strings that they're pulling or their own decisions that they're making that that add to the complexity, that add to the complications that they're experiencing. And he's got to navigate that. And I, I'm i sure that is not easy. So, it, you know, at least props to him for, one, keeping his promise as best as he can to Yukino, while also trying to make Yui happy to the best of his ability. But overall, this episode was, was terrible. And honestly, I feel like the preview for episode 10 was better than this entire episode. But kind of diving a little bit more into it, um, the first part of the episode shows him not looking forward to texting Yui to see if she's free. So already there, he's like, oh, I don't want to do this. This is not something that, that's going to make me happy. And at the end, it's not something that's going to make her happy. And then when they're hanging out, I think in the park, maybe, um, you see Hachiman drinking black coffee, which I think is a motif for him for when things aren't going well in his situation or in like in, in his world. Similar, I believe, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but similar to when he drank it after his argument with Yukino last season. Like it's, it's really his, a signal, his coffee is a signal of his mood basically. And during this scene too, um, Yui talks about her wish or her wishes rather. And a lot of that is, um, you know, kind of the things that she wants Hachiman to change about himself. This was really interesting because when you look at the show as a whole and each of the girls and their interactions with Hachiman, both girls poke at him about his flaws but Yui seems more serious about them being actual bad flaws that he needs to change. Whereas Yukino has always mentioned them in a playful, teasing, or lighthearted way as if she recognizes their flaws, but doesn't actually mind them. And that in her, her eyes, they add to who he is. They add to his character. And then we fast forward to um, the, the pseudo date when they're both at Yui's house. And the whole time you can tell Hachiman is not comfortable around Yui, or at least not natural around her. Um, and every time they're alone, he actively wants someone else in the room, i.e. asking where her mom is and then asking where her dad is and then insisting that her mom stay with them. Um, he also refused to sit next to her on the swing set in the, in the earlier scene. Um, yet he sat down on the bench next to Yukino with no problem. And going, sorry, I'm a little out of order here, but going back further in this episode, he also declined her invite, like, immediately when she first asked him to come over to her house, but then said yes after Yui, in what I felt, again, was kind of a man manipulative fashion, uh, after the fact says, well, it's to bake something for your sister, so you should come over. I, it's just, it's so obvious. Like, at this point, like, episode nine, like, they, they're just driving that point home. Like, he is not in love with her. And we kind of already knew that. So why? Why do we need to keep watching more of these Yui-filled moments? I'm at this point, like, just tired of the Yui screen time, no, especially knowing because it'll all really be for, for nothing. They have no chemistry and, and they're really just best friends at most. She just feels exhausting now. Um, it was one of the things that I noticed too, because I, I do sometimes like to check out the um, the different subreddits uh, for different animes so on this particular subreddit. I was reading some of the thoughts, the initial thoughts on episode nine. And even Yui shippers were questioning why it's all her and no Yukino. If the people who ship Yui are feeling tired of her at that point, then you know you've laid it on too thick. You know it's too forced and you, you've gone overboard with the Yui content. There is a theory that I read that Studio Feel was trying to get us as the audience to feel what Hachiman is feeling, which is basically missing seeing and, and being with Yukino and tired of always seeing Yui. And I guess I get that if, if that's the, the angle they were going for. But again, like I would have rather not have felt that and just been able to deduce that by watching the show and using my critical thinking skills and then also had more Yukino moments. I, I would have preferred that route versus like being forced to feel exactly what Hachiman is feeling. And I'm not saying that 
like when I say Yukino moments, I'm not saying it has to be interactions between Hachiman and Yukino. You could just cut to a scene of Yukino doing whatever she's doing separately, but then give us her inner monologue. Give us those moments where she's like, gee, I really wish Hachiman was here. Or, you know, am I growing in the way I wanted by making this, these decisions? That would have been, to me, a much better balance and, and much more enjoyable to watch than by episode nine feeling like this is a garbage filler episode and just feeling exhausted with Yui. I was also kind of in like mini panic mode because I'm like, we have three episodes left and I don't know if there's going to be enough time to do what they need to do and, and, and give Yukino her moments. I, I felt like this season overall would have benefited from an additional episode if it was 13 instead of 12, um, but things get better. Episode 10 is the prom episode. Um, we see them kind of do their thing, make the prom happen. We see Yui dance with Hachiman. And I'm like, okay, enough, please. And then there's the after party um, where there's a congratulations from Yukino's mom and Haruno. And then a heartfelt conversation between the main trio. And then a chat between Hachiman and Haruno outside, which was very interesting. So first off, this episode was great because we had way more Yukino moments. I was like, finally, she's back on screen. I'm so happy. I missed her so much, just like Hachiman does. And a lot of my notes that I wrote here, I mean, it, it just focuses on, on the latter half um, after the prom is ended. I first of all thought it was weird that Yukino and her mom would have such a private conversation about her future in front of all of her classmates. With, And not only that, like not only with other people in the room, but they were all like listening intently to their conversation instead of just minding their own damn business and just, you know, going about their conversations. I was like, this is such a weird scene that would never happen in real life. Like her mom would either wait to have the conversation elsewhere or have it privately in the corner or outside. Or if she did choose to have it out loud in front of everybody, wouldn't everyone else at least try not to listen so they don't appear totally rude? It was just such a weird scene. I was like, okay, I, I get what they're trying to tell us about this scene, but the whole thing just feels so weird. When Yukino, Yui, and Hachiman are having their their intense conversation and they're about to hear from Hachiman, you know, his thoughts and everything that he's kind of been holding inside, Iroha shows up. And I'm like, bitch, get the fuck out. This is important. What are you doing? Don't ruin this right now. But that wouldn't have been the, the best way for for a confession or anything. So I guess it's okay that she showed up. But I was like, man, get the fuck out of here. Why are you here, Iroha? Like, come on. And afterwards, we see Hachiman walking down the hall because he knows he has to go meet Haruno outside. And as we saw in the preview for this episode, everyone freaked out about because the last like shot of it was Yukino running down the hall. She catches up to him and they have a, a very meaningful but kind of sad conversation and she grabs him. She grabs him and she didn't want to let go, but he made her. And to me, that's a lot of symbolism right there because he forced her fingers, not like force, but pulled her fingers off of him one by one because he didn't want her to let go, right? Like he dragged it out. He didn't just pull her whole hand off. He pulled her fingers off one by one. That sounds really weird out of context, by the way. He pulled her fingers off, but he lifted each of her fingers one by one because he didn't really want her to let go, but he knew that he had to have her let go because this is what she wanted. This is what she asked him to do, which was grant Yui's wish and forget about her, her Yukino's wish. And I think this is the point where Yukino realizes that even though she's the one that asked for this, it hurts her and it's hurting him. And I think she's starting to, at least that's the, the impression that I got. It's really sinking in with her and she's starting to say, okay, maybe this wasn't the right decision. And outside, Hachiman and Haruno have what I think is a great and very different conversation from what they've had up until this point, where Haruno kind of always plays this cool person that puts on this facade and kind of you know, gives Hachiman a life lesson in a very um, convoluted way. But Haruno seemed more genuine this time and finally admitted that she doesn't want what she's gone through to, to happen to uh, Yukino and Hachiman. She never really had the freedom to choose and doesn't know what genuine is. And she sees this as an opportunity to help her sister not 
end up in her same situation. So it was nice to see Haruno for who she really is and and have this clear understanding of why she's behaved the way she has toward the trio. She just she she has the best intentions. Her approach may be, you know, not the best, but her intentions are the best. And at the very end of the episode, um, Hachiman and Hiratsuka sensei um, they, they meet up and I think she was supposed to drive him home, but then they end up at the batting cages and they have a really nice conversation where she says one word just isn't going to cut it. And that's a signal to Hachiman because he struggles to say his true feelings. Um, and he's trying to sum everything up into a perfect word, which is just impossible. So of course you're going to have trouble admitting and, and being open because you're, you're thinking that there's only one way to do that. There's only one perfect way to, to say it. And if you haven't discovered it, then you can't say anything at all. And that's just not, that's not logical. That's not realistic. In episode 11, which is an amazing episode, it starts off picking up right where the last episode ended with uh, Hachiman and Hiratsuka sensei continuing their conversation. And basically Hiratsuka sensei is saying, you've just got to do it. Like you, you can't, your, your feelings can't be expressed with just a single word. Don't worry about it. You, you'll find a way to, to do it. He then, Hachiman then meets up with Yui and they have a conversation out in the park. And I think Yui was about to confess her feelings, but Hachiman makes it very clear to her and, and basically rejects her nicely um, by saying he doesn't want to stop associating with Yukino and that he's not strong enough to properly reject or properly tell Yui how he feels. So she shouldn't wait around for him and whatnot and, and that he, he promises he'll make it right. And then fast forward to the end of the episode after um, Hachiman and Yukino meet with her mom and Haruno to talk about the dummy prom that's now no longer a dummy prom, it's a real prom so that Hachiman can continue associating with Yukino, we get to the bridge scene. And that is amazing. And it's the first time that Hachiman finally took charge. I mean, in the beginning of the episode, he made it very clearly. So he's like, I need to do something about this. I need to set everything straight. I need to get rid of this bogus trio relationship and at least make one part of it genuine. And this is the moment he did that. I mean, really the moment he did that. He started to do it with, with his rejection of Yui, but this is the moment that he just... He did everything. He confessed. He said it in a very long, convoluted way, as expected, but he did it. They did have me for a second when Yukino stormed off and then Hachiman stopped running after her. I was like, they're really going to drag this out to the last episode of the, of the series, not even of the season, of the series. But then he started to sprint after her and he grabbed her hand because he realized he can't keep doing this and just had to make a decision. And I adore how honest he was when he said that hoping that he and Yukino stay friends just isn't good enough for him and isn't realistic because of their tendencies. He knows they will drift apart because they're both very socially awkward and that's not going to cut it for him. And he made that very clear to her. So then Yukino and Hachiman finally convey their feelings to each other in the only way they know how with very complicated wording. But the important part here is that it actually landed. It actually connected between the two of them. They are finally on the same page and able to see eye to eye, even despite their very convoluted way of speaking. That I think is huge in terms of their character development, in terms of their relationship development. They've always been on the same wavelength to a certain degree, but they've never seen eye to eye and like really been totally aware of the other's thoughts and intentions and feelings. And this is the moment where that happens. It clicks and it makes sense to them. And honestly, it probably wouldn't have felt right for this confession and acceptance to happen without the roundabout way of communicating. It would have, interestingly enough, felt unnatural for them. I think for everyone else in the world, it would have been unnatural to have such a, a convoluted way of, of confessing. But for them, it was very natural and it made total sense. And while Hachiman didn't say love, 
Um, again, he knew one word couldn't sum it up and not only confessed, but basically told her that he wants to spend the rest of his life with her. And I was sitting there so giddy and I'm like, this is not a confession. It's like a fucking proposal at this point. And I am all for it. Like, especially after just missing the shit out of Yukino this whole season and being on this wild ride, this confession was absolutely amazing. It was beautiful. It, it was so much more than a lot of other confessions that you get in anime. And, and not even just looking at the, the convoluted way of speaking, but the fact that they didn't just say, I like you, or I love you, and then they just, like, became a couple. They had a full-on conversation about why they like each other. Like, Hachiman was probably the most confident that we've seen him this entire show as he's confessing to the love of his life. He did say that, you know, he's very embarrassed by saying it and wants to just drop dead, but he pushed through it and he was just so certain. He, he knows her so well. He was so certain that she was going to accept his, his proposal, basically, that he just said, it's okay. Like, yes, you're, you're stubborn and you're, you're annoying and I'm going to have to deal with you for the rest of my life, but I want that. That's what I desire. But the scene was so built out and, and fully expanded and, and we just got every ounce of confession and love that we could have ever asked for. I loved this confession scene. I also thought it was so cute how Yukino was flustered because this is what she wanted so bad the whole show and, and tried to, to sacrifice it in order to, to grow and to make her best friend happy. But she's finally getting what she wanted and, and what she's been wishing for and clearly does not know how to process it. I mean, she is just so happy and, and so flustered that she just goes like full on tsundere on him. It's like, that's not what I wanted to hear. And why do you keep saying these things? What the hell? It's absolutely adorable. And the last thing I'll say about it is that I'm really thankful that the confession happened in episode 11. I was really, really nervous that we were going to get the confession in the last episode and that it would be a race to the finish to try and fit in everything or that the confession would happen and then we'd really not see any of the, the after moments once they become a couple. Um, that has happened in some other anime and it's it leaves you kind of with that empty feeling because you're like, darn, I would have loved to see them as an actual couple. I mean, I've been rooting for them the whole show. It would have been nice to have those those really sweet moments and, and just to feel reassured that that their relationship is a success so again i was very thankful that episode 11 ended with such a wonderful confession so that we could have all of episode 12 to see what happens next and speaking of episode 12 which i rewatched again right before recording this podcast and i am just like on cloud nine i'm still on that high um it's it's an amazing episode it's a great way to close the the series I was very nervous about it because things towards the end kind of seem a little bit rushed, but man, they they paid respect to everyone and everything in the show in such a great way that it feels very satisfying and it just left me feeling so happy. Sad, it's bittersweet to to end a series after, you know, going on this journey with these characters and seeing them grow and learn and and find love but it was a wonderful last episode. So it starts off with Hachiman and Yukino meeting to um, work on their plan for the dummy prom. And they go on a really cute date to the park so that they can see the potential venue. And then they recruit everybody to help them put everything together. You get to see all of the characters one last time. We get a really heartfelt moment between Hiratsuka Sensei and Hachiman. We get, and I love you from Yukino, like, holy shit, that was amazing. And then the service club is reopened with all of its original members, plus a new member, and then a new request for them to tackle, and they'll tackle it forever because they will be friends forever, and Yukino and Hachiman will be together forever. So let's rewind. Let's talk through this episode. The park scene, first and foremost, was everything that I wanted this whole show not even just this last season but the whole show now, don't, don't get me wrong the scene from the second season where Hachiman and Yukino almost kiss was absolutely amazing but this scene was just so wholesome and so sweet and and just really left me with this feeling like okay yes they're gonna work they're adorable together they're gonna work they're gonna be together forever they are a fantastic couple seeing them flustered with each other and seeing Yukino go the extra mile with her hair just for Hachiman 
and then Hachiman gushing, I mean gushing over how cute she is, because he can say those things now, she's his girlfriend. And the studio animated Yukino extra gorgeous for this scene where she's showing off her, her hairstyle. I loved it. I was like, oh my god, I was curled up in a ball just like writhing around in my, my happiness and my joy on the couch as I'm watching this. I'm like, oh, I'm so happy right now. One of the things that Hachiman says very quickly as he's gushing over his new girlfriend is that her, her stubbornness or her annoyingness is what makes her so cute and so adorable and lovable. And that I think is, is a great callback to, um, as I mentioned a bit ago, how Yukino always pokes fun at Hachiman's flaws, but really just loves him for who he is and, and loves the, the flaws as a part of his personality and his character. And this is, I think, mirroring that. I, I think this is Hachiman saying, yeah, she's stubborn as fuck. Yeah, she's annoying as fuck sometimes, but I wouldn't want her any other way. And look how cute she is when she's, when she's being annoying. It's absolutely amazing. So I'm all for it. Keep calling her annoying. Keep calling her stubborn. I, if it means you just love her all the more, then I think that's fantastic. As the episode moves forward and they're working on preparing for the prom, the boys go out to the sauna. Then Hachiman heads outside and sees the three girls waiting for him on the bench. Um, I, something about this scene, even though it was very short um, and very minimal, was a really nice tribute to the girls and their interesting friendship with Hachiman because he's standing there, just like the whole group in general, the service club in, in, in general. They're back together. The sun is setting. Hachiman's just, he's content. He's drinking his coffee as he stands there um, waiting for them. Iroha is kind of sitting off to the side by herself. And then Yukino and Yui have this really sweet moment where they're kind of resting their heads on each other. And then Iroha and Yui get up and they start to head off to dinner. Then Hachiman walks over to Yukino and extends his hand to help her stand up, knowing full well that she's going to be stubborn and say she doesn't need his help. But he takes a moment and acknowledges that, and he says that he would do it over and over again no matter what, or will continue to do it over and over again. And I just, I got butterflies in this moment because, one, on, on the Hachiman end, he is again acknowledging that he sees a future with her and he's totally on board for her and her personality and everything that, that she's all about. And on the Yukino end, this is a really big growth moment for her because she says that she doesn't need his help, which is something that she has struggled with this whole show. But then she chooses to accept his help, which is huge. And that's what she has been misinterpreting all along. Yes, you rely on Hachiman to help you with things, to help you succeed, but you've now, you, you know, you've now discovered that you can do things on your own, but you can also have him there to help you. And you have the freedom of choice as, you know, Haruno and your, and, and, and her mother have kind of insinuated, you have the freedom of choice to say with this particular thing, I do want your help or with this particular thing, I don't want your help. And again, like that's what she, she made it such a hard line in the sand. Like if I have to accept his help in any way, shape or form, then I'll never become independent. But I think at this point she's grown and she's realized that she can still be independent and still accept his help from time to time. And it's perfectly acceptable. The next scene is the group preparing the venue for the actual event. And the only thing I have to say about this part is that I didn't realize that Iroha and Komachi had never met before. I was like, why are they introducing themselves to each other? They haven't met before. And then I thought back to him like, actually, no, they haven't met before. This is so weird. So I don't know if anyone else didn't have that realization until that moment, but yeah, I was very confused. Then the prom happens and afterward, Hachiman and Hirasuka sensei are in the main area of the ballroom um, by themselves and they're having a really nice conversation and she asks to dance with him because she never got a chance to do that before and there's a really strange moment where she falls down she's kind of like straddling him and i'm like hang on a second is this legal and then she asks him if he's found his something genuine and i was a little surprised by this answer he he said that he wasn't sure if he had found it if he had found his his something genuine but 
it seemed like he was saying that he and Yukino will build something genuine over time. And I was like, what are you talking about? This is totally genuine. This is exactly what you wanted. You even acknowledged in the beginning of the episode that, or the beginning of the last episode, where you needed to get rid of the bogus friendship and, and make at least one part of it genuine. But then Sensei basically says exactly what I said and says, nah, you're wrong. This is super fucking genuine and you just like to be stubborn. <laughs> so I think he he knows. He knows it's genuine and maybe he's just not trying not to rush things and, and really wants to make sure that this is this is it and then he gets it right the first time fine totally fine but i think we all know that this is your something genuine and when sensei gets up and, and extends her hand to help hachiman up in a very mirrored fashion with um with the earlier scene yukino sitting on the bench and hachiman extending his hand to help her up he actually doesn't take her hand which i think is symbolism that he he no longer needs her help in a good way she's taught him so much she's helped him so much i mean a lot of people say that this show probably like the whole plot would not have happened had it not been for sensei forcing him to join the service club and forcing him to meet yukino so i thought that was a really great nod to his character development and to all of the the importance she played in that development and she smiled and she nodded when when he said no or he he shook his head saying no i don't i don't need help standing up and then he grabs her hand to i guess shake hands um, and thanks her for everything that she's done and, and really just solidifies the fact that he has grown up thanks to her. It was a really nice send-off for Sensei and they animated it absolutely amazing and, and she looked phenomenal and she walked off into the other part of the room. It was magical. The next part is probably my second favorite part of this episode after the park date, which is Yukino actually mustering the courage and she she took a moment to to process this but she actually mustered the courage and said that she loves Hachiman and because it's so hard for them to communicate this was a major step for her this was awesome and he gets so flustered and you can even see in his tiny little dead eyes that they like twinkle a bit because he's just like so in awe that she said that to him and gets like beat red and then she runs off and it's just so cute. And he, he says to himself, okay, great. Now I gotta, I, now I have to say it back because she said it to me. And he kind of like jokes with himself like, oh, she's so annoying. Why does she do this to me? And he's like, but that's why I love her. That's why I love her. And I hope that in some way down the road, I don't know how, we'll get to actually see him say, I love you back. The last scene of this episode is again, them at the, um, the service club. And after everyone joins them in the room, Yui comes in and breaks down those communication barriers that have caused the group so many issues by finally admitting her feelings, albeit strange that it's in front of other people, and her wish that she wants to have it all and continue being a, a part of this group. And I appreciate that they didn't just have Yui flip a switch and suddenly act as if everything's all good or suddenly did not have feelings for Hachiman and like overcame all of that. But they, they acknowledge that it's something that's going to take time for her and for this group to overcome. And she knows the best way to do that is to make a request to the service club and, you know, have the three of them work on it together. Because it is something that the three of them are going to have to work on together. She can't rely on somebody else to fix this. Um, and she can't just keep them in the dark and, and just hope that they're going to know how to behave around her in order to help her overcome her feelings. So I thought that this was an absolutely phenomenal way to end the trio story um or at least i guess give us a glimmer of hope that there will be more whether that's official or all in our head cannons or whatever i loved it and i thought it was such a fantastic decision for yui like this is the yui that i really do like the the, the yui that genuinely cares about her friends the yui who makes smart decisions that will be for the better of everybody, even if it puts herself in a very awkward position. This was the Yui that I would have wanted to see more of. I mean, she got a shitload of screen time, so I would have preferred to see this type of Yui. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that was a fantastic way to end her story and to end the trio story um, and acknowledge that even though this whole season they've been saying things need to come to an end, it's the end, it's over. 
they actually said, no, we, we realize that it doesn't have to be that way and, and it's going to continue going on forever. The exact opposite. It's never going to end because we're going to keep working through it. And even after we've overcome this issue, we will then continue to be best friends forever. So yeah, those are my thoughts on, on this season. A couple of other closing closing items, closing remarks, whatever you want to call them. Ending the show, I mean literally ending the show with the title was the cherry on top. That brings everything full circle. My teen romantic comedy is wrong as I expected. It was great. It was just so great. And in general, there's a lot of closure and a lot of great callbacks in this episode. And I'm super thankful for that. That's the right way to end a series, especially one that's as much of an, an emotional roller coaster as this one. One where you just really are invested in the characters and how everything turns out. Every character had their moment. The callbacks were fantastic. And Hachiman's character development finally was complete. And he's probably one of my favorite male protagonists of all time in anime. And seeing him just have this perfect closure to his story, both in his school life and his personal life, it was just, it was so satisfying. And especially for Yukino too, because I love her and I shipped her with him forever and ever and she's happy now. She's got what she wants. And Yui, albeit she doesn't have the one part of her wish where she gets to be with Hachiman, she gets the rest of her wish. She gets she gets it all. She gets to be with her friends. She gets to work on problems together. So it's not a perfect ending for Yui, but I think it's a very, very, very good ending for her. And as I shared at the beginning of this podcast episode, my only major critique, the only thing I really would have wanted to see more of is Yukino herself. I mean, there's that part in the opening where we see her dancing in her dress, and I'm like, where was that in this show? I was looking forward to seeing that part, because, you know, most of the time anime openings show you a bunch of stuff that you're going to see in the show anyway, but that never happened. And I know that they compressed all of the Yukino moments into the last two, three episodes, but at the very least, they were amazing last moments. They, they had me as flustered as the characters were on screen. And they were just everything. They were everything. And I, again, I leave the show knowing confidently that Yukino and Hachiman make a great couple and they're probably going to be together forever because they click so well. And their ship has sailed. They're officially canon. They're genuine. I'm so happy. I still am on this post-show high and I'm probably going to be in withdrawal for the next like month or so. Thank you to everyone who's joined me. I hope you enjoyed the show as much as I have. And before I go, special thanks to Super Newt Ensemble for the jingle that you hear at the beginning and the end of this podcast. And with that, during this pandemic, I hope that everyone continues to stay safe, stay healthy, stay weeb.